Like right. no one wants to be romantically involved with me because I have this, uh, you lady know, killer, lady killer, uh, uh, perception and it hurts. Like, sure. I can get anonymous, uh, here and there, but I sure, don't I do have well a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, they just had this chat and she's like, you know, you're a lot deeper than you come across or whatever. Like he, she basically says what he wants to hear. Yep. And they're falling in love. And what's another thing that's interesting, Carl, about TV movies, and I don't know if it was in the book, but, you know, like the TV season starts on, on trust in the fall, right? You have the fall season. And school oh, Ted starts Danson in the fall. is in this? Yeah, yeah, he makes a cam. It's his earlier appearance. It's three, <laughs> three tiers. Okay, so you've got your fall lineup. Yeah, so you have a fall lineup, and school starts in the fall. So sometimes you have shows about school, right? You're Welcome Back, Carters. Right. And because it lines up, and this movie kind of lines up because it takes place after Christmas. They aired it after Christmas. Okay. But it starts school, which is September, and now you have October, the Halloween. So I feel like you're approaching Christmas in this film, which as a viewer, the film has. So I just feel like everything is lined up with the holidays. Everything's lined up with like the way the, the TV series starts. I don't know. I, 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 I sound abstract, but I feel like it's appropriate for a television movie bring up these holidays and have it air in December because these holidays just happen. Like you okay. see this, yeah. yeah. So it's on your mind as a, I think there's always like television is always calendar, right? You always have a Thanksgiving episode. You always have a, uh, a Christmas episode. Yes. You always have a Christmas episode, no matter what. Yeah. And even with streaming shows that Hawkeye show, they premiered in December. It was all about Christmas. It was an entire season about Christmas. Let me be the first, uh, to wish you this year, Michael. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh my Christmas. God. I feel Merry Christmas to you, Carl. I, I, I can't believe here we are Let's in July. Let's get some Christmas music. Okay. Ready? Let's take our yeah, traditional okay. Christmas. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Love that song. Oh my God. Look at Tom Hanks. Shut up. Christmas song. Not a fan. So he's gone completely in his head. Completely cleric. Yeah, I understand. One thing about this film that really rocks, and no matter how corny it acts, it's Tom Hanks. It's he has yeah. that Tom Hanks voice that just sells it. And it's <laughs> early Tom Hanks. It's bosom buddies, you know, yeah. bachelor it's party. Early Tom Hanks. It's bosom buddies, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Because Tom Hanks, God bless him, there's cycles and people know him from the cycles. You know, I know him as the man from one red shoe, bachelor party, jokey volunteers. Uh, Volunteers, yeah. Yeah, uh, Splash, I guess. Well, I guess Splash established him as, okay, this guy could be box office. It, this movie is a big hit. Well, Big was huge. I actually saw that in Oakland, actually. Was oh, Big was a big hit. I mean, that's, is that a, that's not funny. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at his jacket. Well, it's, it's it's a leather jacket and a sweater. Yeah, it's cold out. Maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> Maybe I like to sweat. So yeah, no no Hanks. Let me ask his roommate, uh, Hildy. Now look, his money is there. His wallet, like he's missing now. He has disappeared. They asked his roommate, Hildegard. Who is Hildegard? Remember from Bosom Buddies? It was Kip and Henry. Oh, and they had to dress up as women. That's so who, right. Yeah, they had these ridiculous names. What if we did some like it hot, 
every week. That was back when you had the uh, opening credits of a sitcom explain the story week after week. So yep. You had a every fully time. licensed song that they can't rebroadcast in syndication, right? So you had the Billy Joel song, and then you also had, it starts off with this, like, you know, my friend Kip and I, we're young guys in the city, and yeah, I just can't get a break. The Fresh right. Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, well, the that whole was, story. The whole story. It's the story of Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. Every show would Every tell show you would the whole give premise. Give me the premise. Bosom well, Buddies actually had like the premise and the song separate. Okay, here's another opportunity. They call up the drunk mom. Right, who has right? A, a glass in their hand, yeah. He goes, he wasn't in class. And she's like, does he do that all the time? I mean, it was our film's opportunity for her to, like, freak out on the girl yeah. on the phone, um, our hero heroine on the phone, and give her emotional stress. We're coming down there. No, no, there's no need, man. Well, this Who is are it. you? We're going to pitch a streaming TV show based on Mazes and Monsters. It'll be a six-season show premise, but we'll have, like, I just want the mom to do something. Like, it's nice that the parents show up. Like, in 82, when we were kids, we were like, whatever. We relate to the the players. But, you know, you get older, you're like, oh, there's parents involved. How cute. But they don't do anything. Like, she should have said, oh, no, not Mazes and Monsters. I want to meet you guys over at the Dave's Cookies shop. Right. Mrs. Fields or something. heard, like, scary music and goes, Mazes and Monsters again. You don't understand what happened last time. Hello? We have a bad connection? Meet me at the arcade at Times Square. Meet me at the Pac-Man pop-up. Come on, ratchet up the tension movie. We've got a missing person here. Do you know why he was kicked out? Like, you have, like, a previous Eminem player show up and be like, he went really into his character, man. That's why my streaming show will be episode after episode. It'll be eight-hour episodes. Yes. And it's, it's going to be an eight-hour movie, Carl. And uh, there'll be a scene where you have backstory. It will start off with a flashback, episode four. Like, even the choice of this car. Like, we're watching a movie, so... They took the Canadian Give me some eye off. candy. Give me, you know. No, it's a movie. You have eye candy. You have Hasgood Hardy singing these original songs, right? Everyone's what? young. What? Who? I'm saying Hasgood like Hardy. What? There's production to this show, the movie. Uh-huh. There's, it's the music. Who cares about the, the car? Is always whatever sponsor. You know how television. Works, if it's Carl. the director's car, you can borrow mine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. This isn't a good. All right. Then after Tom Hanks, like I guess uh, he won back-to-back Oscars. You remember after that for Splash? No, not this no. is in the nineties. It was uh, Philadelphia, and then Forrest oh, Gump. Right, Philadelphia. Best actor. Forrest Gump too, huh? Yeah. Was it Forrest Gump or was it Saving Private Ryan? Well, Saving Private Ryan certainly more Oscar worthy. I don't know. That was ninety. 90- nine or yeah he has a weird like not weird reputation i don't know if you've ever seen the simpsons movie he shows up as himself and he says if you see me please ignore me you know and i thought that was a very real moment like he's a private guy i just saw the recent tabloid footage of them him and rita wilson his uh, walking out of the airport and Uh paparazzi accidentally trips rita wilson 
and he goes, yeah. come on, guys. He, like, breaks his cool. That's yeah. not cool. Get out of our way. And all the paparazzi is like, sorry, Mr. Hanks. Sorry, Tom. Oh, sorry, Tom. Okay. Sorry, Mr. Hanks. Sorry, Mr. Hanks. And they're scolding that paparazzi. Yeah. That you know, we're sorry. Mr. It's a real it's a real moment. But I think he's a private guy, and you allow his privacy. Saying he's Mr. Nice Guy or saying he's a mean bastard, just let him be. I mean, like, I'm sure uh, he's I'm sure he's a bit of both, right? And all serious, Michael, yeah. every time I am ever around a famous person, which has happened a million times, I leave them alone. Yeah. I don't even say, hi, oh, I love your movies. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's, it's a thrill to be in their presence. I don't need a selfie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Tom Hanks is always like Mr. Nice Guy. There's actually a documentary, which I wasn't able to see from this year, called Tom Hanks, Hollywood's Mr. Nice Guy. Really? Yeah, that sounds the, like a Keanu Reeves story. Right, he has that that rep too. Yeah, this director, by the way, directed directed Keanu Reeves in one of his earliest roles too. One of those guys. Oh, uh, was it the TV movie you talked about? Okay. No, well, that was that was a that was like a real people for kids on Nickelodeon. That was called oh, oh, Great, and he was My just like on he was on the street now. reporter at that point. Hey, so I I heard you uh, you have a big band of rubber bands. That's that's right, Keanu. Uh, it's Keanu. <laughs> that's right, Keanu. Keanu Reesberg. Don't forget. Is that it. a Hawaiian name? I, I, you know what? I don't know. You ever see the movie Keanu? That was good too. The yeah, Keanu. that was good. It had nothing to do with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> now we're not gonna. I don't want the kit rich kid spilling out on the a half-assed autopsy on a fish. <laughs> hear his voice. Oh, okay. Hang on a sec. And I, we, we missed it. But you said he was your good friend. Yeah, yeah what the fuck, guy? Everything. All I know is that he mentioned me. Yeah, they kind of do this chicken shit where they, they don't want to get in trouble, but they kind of let the cops know that so someone might be lost. They don't want to let the police know they went to the caverns and they fucked around yeah. in there because it's off limits. Although there's no danger in the film, you know? It w yeah, right. One trip is all you need. Like yeah. someone going, oh, be careful there. That's right. There is no peril. Oh, man. Look at that. That's her dorm room. Jeez. Listen, I'm not saying this movie's bad. I mean, they did their job. It's just a TV film, and it's just, you know, they threw it together or whatever. I'm just saying they've missed opportunities here to really take us on a... It, it doesn't never... This film never emotionally engages you. Well, right? the dialogue is cheesy fun. It's exploitative, right? It's based on this, this story. It's kind of based on the, the current satanic panic right. uh, that it was going because, on. So let's capitalize on let's it. Let's capitalize on it. And the book knocked it off, and they, and they made a movie out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and it's the dialogue, I think, is is the star of this movie, which is just so... Which is, Only with when I came over. What do you guys think happened? Here we go. One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. That's kind of far out. Mazes and monsters is a far out game. Wait, so, so we are learning the backstory of the... Spells, battles... No, it's a fake out, Carl. This is all in the cop's head. The cops is saying... Yeah, I think he murdered someone. That sounds like a great movie. Let's watch this movie you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. That's yeah, that's right. That's the thing too. Is like, 
there's some sympathy to the characters, which is nice, you know, especially because we're talking about mental illness. Like, he doesn't go on a... No one does get killed in this movie, right? There's no, no... there is sympathy to the characters, but we are watching a movie. It's... I take it back, Carl. He, he does kill somebody, doesn't he? You talk about New York City in oh, the night. Oh, that's right, the Gorn. Yeah. the only Star Trek connection. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I what thought it was is, like Gary Gygax that they were making fun of the guy's name. Like uh-huh. the guy who created Dungeons and Dragons, right? His last name is Gygax or something. Yes, like that. right. So the, isn't it like a Gygaxian monster they have to fight in this? I thing? did. I like I you said, I only do watched research. it one time last night as I was falling asleep. Why were you do that? Why not? Why not uh, watch yeah, why it? Not? I'm gonna why see not? it tomorrow morning. So. So this is the real map JJ was hiding from. Okay. Them. So the thing is. They were supposed to get rid of, destroy, or hide all of the evidence that they went into the caverns. So when he pulls out the map, the map, that's our director and writer's chance for them to say, what the hell, man? You idiot! You know, really give but, us an emotional... But that's like the scorpion, the frog. He's like, what did you expect? I control mazes. Of course <laughs> I held the map. I was proud of it. He does say. Okay, so now we're we're circling back to the beginning scene. Oh, we are. Yeah. Okay. So now they're searching for a body who's not there. He's in Times Square. And they give this ludicrous, like... Okay, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Look, mazes and monsters. Mazes and monsters. My kids play it. Now we go to the original. Hello, Mazes and Monsters is the real monster here. Are they saving a buck by reshowing footage? Not really. Yeah. Look, that guy's twirling the mic. Oh. Only people who have gone to carlsucks.com will know what I'm talking about. Tell me your story about twirling the mic. I twirl the mic. That's all. No story. I thought, like, then some comic dropped it on the ground. You know, when you have a truth bomb, you have to drop the mic. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's right. Why did you drop an equipment owned by the bar? I forget about this. What did he just put on the, he put a manila envelope on the windshield of one of the cops. What, what is? I don't know. Hey, uh, Here we go. Martini? Here you go. Don't stay on it. Hi, right, what's up? What's the weekend to find out? We haven't had much luck. I like the hats. At this point, the hat's the only personality quirk in this film. Yeah, like, remember we thought he dropped it, but he's still wearing. But he's wearing like a very respectful, yet yeah, yeah, it would hat, be like, as if he was not a weirdo. He was just yeah, stylish. Yeah, got to go to this down to the station. This guy, I did research him. Like out of all the other actors, because uh, he's been in over like a hundred television shows and shit like that. Who are we talking about here? Murray the, uh, Hamilton is the his name. Of, best, I was yes. speaking in the best interests of the town. Now, uh, Carl, you may have also seen him on Kojak, uh, McLeod, McMillan and Wife, uh-huh. uh, Police Story, Medical I remember Center. that one. I remember that episode. He, his last role, he played the president in this movie, which if it was on YouTube, we would watch it. It's called oh. Whoops Apocalypse from 86. <laughs> Uh, that's the one where Michael Richards shows up in blackface. If you're count, if you're wow. counting, yeah. So he plays the president. He plays like a Ronald Reagan in that. He's uh, I know him from BJ and the Bear. Uh, he was also in 1941, Emmyville Horror. 
uh yeah he and father horror yes he yeah was. he was father ryan uh and also i know him from the movie if it's tuesday it must be belgium which is about uh never American, on tuesday never on tuesday actually i almost made that a movie for us because it's on youtube if it's tuesday it must be belgium it's about american tourists going around europe and it's just i don't know i couldn't do it okay Gunsmoke, dr kildare he was known for like a he, he started off in the 40s as a broadway guy and okay. uh he was in mr roberts was his big role he actually got to do the lead and uh he's also known in the hustler he tried to take down paul newman and uh he's also mr robinson in the movie the graduate that's right he's the dad uh yeah you know that song uh goodbye mr robinson i remember she he he accused uh what's his name of raping him her i don't yeah. know i don't know but and um, then, uh, his last role was he'll never lose go ahead his last role was he was the dad in, in golden girls he was blanche's dad and he passed away in season one and they had an actor replace him in season two that is disrespectful well you know now uh yeah, that looks slayer here we go now here's real tom hanks after 40 minutes an hour and a half a movie that starts off with a with a reporter saying there's some kind of tragedy in the cavern a missing person this guy he's never was in the cavern the entire right. movie he's My, just been walking around like some suburban kid wait you see in the background i was about to claim they were staying away from the sleeves uh um, right uh, but i movies. saw some flesh in the background the Times Square was far away across the street, and then he was walking with his back to all the smut. Now, I don't know. I think they are trying to hide Times Square's raunchiness here. That's a good point. Oh, look, they're searching for his friend, so he's wearing his deer hunter hat. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that is... Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the only personality. Yeah, you're right. We, we got to... Uh not admire it but but stick with it because it's all this movie's given us you know one of the great tv trivia i've heard was that uh, in the monkeys michael nesbitt's character was originally going to be called wool cap oh right i've heard that yeah and he said fuck you <laughs> right basically yeah. in whatever is in the late michael I'm, a one -trick pony I'm wool cap right and didn't he like not wear it in the last season or something as a yeah time? right absolutely he took it off shortly thereafter. Here is Times Square. Look at that. A seedy liquor store. Oh, scaffolding. Oh, the seedy scaffolding. How can they oh, show that? It's all a little flesh there. Look, respectable couple. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Not respectable it's couple. It's the, the Gorn. Gorn. So this is one thing about this film is that I think Tom Hanks might have, like, he, he commits a crime right now. He Look never how they're, like, the 80s. We're thugs. Right. This is what a thug should look like, and it wasn't true in the real world. Now, where's the alleyways? Sword? Where's his what? Sword. Oh, uh, I think he takes it from one of the guys. He's running down Crime Alley by the the theater showing the <laughs> Mark of Zorro. Crime Alley. Not a good sign. Bob, Dad, let's go down Crime Alley. That was a great movie, the Mark of Zorro. Oh, man, I can't believe the Wayne family went to see that together. Dead end. Uh-oh. Oh, gee, fellas. Yeah, he has a Tom Hanks voice going on. Amazing. Here comes the Gorn. Is 
that his spell or something? His talisman? I know we're playing the uh, the Hardy soundtrack. All right, so yeah, he he believes it's the monster and his talisman. Now he pulls he out. It's not his own knife. Yeah, his sword. Yeah. He basically kills a man on TV oh. and, and never gets called out for it. That's right. He just gets um. Look, he just did it. He did. He stabbed him in the chest. I'm out of here. He doesn't run <laughs> okay, back and he's help. He's not dead. He's not dead. Are we going to see any flesh? No, it's a comic no, book it's store. It's a comic book store. Spider-Man was on it. Oh, there's KO Jelly on knife. There go the arcade. What Let's is see. this mayonnaise doing on my knife? Well, it's Canadian. Uh, we didn't have... Yeah, we were having french fries, so what else would I bring out? Is that an arcade in there? Those were so cool back in the 80s. Yeah, Square. I used that to... didn't go move forward. I mean, we had our home game systems, and there was right. no reason to make a... You didn't but they need were... to go to the arcade. Like at Times Square, it was based on the arcades from the 50s, and like so they would still have the old school like pinball and old school like weird pseudo gambling machines. Okay, now he realizes he killed somebody. Now she's a good actress the way she pretends to be tired. I hate in movies when they're like, hello, like when a dog <laughs> is immediately ready to go. Oh, That's I hate it when the, the phone rings and you hear audibly sigh, and then they they turn the clock to a certain angle so they see it's 4 a.m. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, listen. It was all on my mind. Honey, what happened? It's on my hands. I think I killed somebody. I know I killed somebody. Mommy, this is Henry Park. Uh, 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 40th and, and, and 8th. Which isn't the heart of Times Square. 40th and 8th? Right. It's the other side of Port Authority. Right. But he ran. He ran away. The fashion district. But he ran. Listen, when you stab someone in Times Square, you're not going to call from the, <laughs> the phone booths right out there. Right, Everyone right. knows you're that. Run. You're yeah, right. run. You got to find an available working phone booth, at, uh, you know, maybe on 40th and 8th. There were all, all, they were always available and working back in the oh, day. Oh, but there was always oh. lies. And people would fucking go nuts if you would make a second call. And I made a mistake as a young, impressionable young man. I call, I hung up and I redialed and I called a different number. And the guy behind me goes, "Hey, what the fuck?" Yeah, I know. I'm waiting my turn here. Can I have a turn already? Can I have a turn. Well, all right. Now, our our uh, JJ. I think this is the reason why we started off with JJ's house. Okay. She said, "Meet us at JJ's." Brownstone or whatever. That's probably why the film started there because we'd be yeah. Look at that, Forty Second Street. There was also a, movie, a show called that. Was that Rocco Well? Forty Second Street. What? That was a Broadway play. This is open twenty four hours, but I don't know what it is. Ah, the old Eighth Avenue subway. Oh, they look. They're waiting in line for the phone. But he's in a trance. He doesn't realize what's going around. Right. He's no, overwhelmed. He sees the Gorn again. But no, he doesn't. He thinks he sees no. the guys. He, yeah. So, well, I think he realizes he, he stabbed somebody. So that derails him from his trip. He goes down the subway, but somehow right. 
he gets to the lower level of the subway. But don't you think it makes sense if you've been yeah. hanging out in caverns and in, in yeah. school? Right, you're going into a dungeon. Right. I don't think I ever got my way through there. And I think it was creative the way they handled his conversation with the bum, if, if I'm allowed to call him that. He's a TV bum, we're going to say? The homeless yeah. person. Too bad yeah. they didn't get flowers, buck flowers. To... To Can do, it oh, be that you just open a door and you're in the Maybe abandoned? it's possible. But why would you open the door in the first place? So, I mean, he did something that wasn't expected. And we didn't see him pay the turnstile, that's for sure. Right. We saw him hop over it while Billy Joel music played. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to pay. That was a Billy Joel record. Yeah. The, well, that, they, you know, the syndication, they weren't able to play the song because they had to pay uh, royalties every time they did. So, they didn't want to uh, do it. Yeah. It's too expensive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you'll notice that the Twin Towers is in this movie, and in the last act, it's going to be the main point. As Carl mentioned, we're going to go on the roof of the Twin Towers. Yeah, and... now, the thing is, I went to the observation deck, and here it sort of looks like that was a place that you weren't allowed to go. I agree with you. And also, you'll notice they'll say the escalators, roof closed. And yeah. that they have a, the escalators are closed. Yet somehow they get to the roof. Well, they they just there became steps. But if the roof's closed, they wouldn't be able to get to the steps to the roof. No, they, that's what the alarm was going off. Remember, they ran through where Tom Hanks went. Oh off my the god! Seriously, honest to God, there must have been so much security. Like they're not going to have somebody get to the roof on their own. You're well, what, right about that. It's just so, a film. You're right. Well, hang on a second. So, so the Twin Towers are what? Built in the 70s, and then you had the guy who uh, did the cross, uh, cross rope? Cross yeah, the, that's right. The French uh, trapeze, uh, French, um, yeah, he was a performance artist, and he walked across on a Yeah. Oh, my God. So scary. So scary. And then uh, I'm sure the security. So anyway, he, this is the different premise he's in. He's underneath the subway, and he hears the train above, and he thinks, of course, it's the dragon. Right. And, and I think it's creative the way he, you know, they handled the talking to the homeless person. Because it, it, this guy comes off a little. He says, what's your name? The guy says, I'm, you know. Yeah. And he goes, I'm the king of France. I'm the he king goes, of France. Your Majesty. And he bows down in Tom Hanks way. And he so he he shows respect to the guy. And then when the guy's talking to him, the guy realizes that Tom Hanks is like on the subway a dragon. Yeah. And you can see in his face that he, I'm gonna afford him the same respect this guy's giving me. I don't know. I mean, it it is a good moment in this movie. Whoa! You don't have to fear me. I am a holy man. Right? I'm the king of France. <laughs> oh, your majesty. your majesty. Finally, the film is giving me what I'm looking for. Right. On a very long quest. I, I'm going to pause it there, but... Why? We can't, we're not getting sued, Mike? I've all year. How long have you been down here in the 
Done. You've been in to find another place. Don't seem to. Can you tell me of the giant dragon? On my travels here, I heard. Oh, right, here's the part where the guy's dragon. like, dragon? Yes, the giant dragon. The, the one above. There he is. Oh, uh, yeah. About that. Don't go up there. Oh, the treasure, right? You say. You are very wise. Perhaps you can help me. Perhaps you can help me. I am in search of the great hall. I remember this scene because it was finally like, okay, now we're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, so he's gonna get it's gonna get up to the twin towers. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like they play it earnestly. These ridiculous lines they do for the for the role playing. They they deliver it deliver and he is Tom Hanks, you know, yeah. and he has this like gravitas and uh lightness cadence to his, his voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. his cadence is direct, but it really does have like this gravitas. I don't know. Wow, know how lucky a parking space right in front of the thing <laughs> you're going to. We'll take it. Pull over easy. there. And leave the windows down and unlock the car. No, no, this is a this is his uh I guess his private townhouse or whatever. It is. Yeah, no, so well this... it's his apartment building, but yeah, it's a richy rich place. So maybe they have that spot available for the ballet. Mm-mm. Is can't... there a ballet? Because there's no parking lot to take it to. Yeah, the hotel oh, a ghost ghost <laughs> ghost. Carl, take it easy. There's just it's just white sheets over the. Place. I see Casper. It's They're sitting, wait, are they sitting Shiva? You, you know, know we, recently for the first time ever, I sat Shiva, and it really wasn't so bad. It, I yeah, mean, it was oh, warm. Yeah, you yeah. little couple Shivas, but yeah, it wasn't right. too cold. Yeah, the weather was fine. Turns it into like not Casablanca. Casablanca, but the set of Casablanca. This is where Mr. Bogart would sit. Right, it's the movie set. Yeah. Which reminds okay, me of Carl, our, Carl um, look, there's a time-traveling MAGA guy. You see the guy in the red hat in the background? Yeah, he's a MAGA. He's, he's staring his... right into this guy. He doesn't move. Make he knows America they're shooting. Great. Look, he's he went to the future to stare down Tom Hanks. You brought COVID into the world. I'm going to get you, Tom Hanks. I t- tried to travel to the set of monsters. He doesn't move. He's the, one of the weirdest, like, it's real life New York, right? Yes. This guy sees her shooting this thing. He stops cold in his tracks and he looks right in his little beady eyes, right into the camera, right into me watching it. And Creepy. says, I am from the future and only you know it watching yeah. 2022. I don't really like how he's walking around like, what, what? I think you should I just know. see the towers and then be focused on getting to them. We saw him walking around like that at night in Times Square. Okay, that's cool. And then during the day right. in downtown, oh yeah, no, whatever. Now he yeah. knows, right? Uh, it's 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 not a scary place. He has his direction. He knows where he's heading, so he shouldn't. Okay, so now they're going to figure it out. The two towers is that Tolkien book. That's how they're going to. He doesn't oh, right. mean the book. He means the, the twin towers. And Hall, he means his missing brother. Missing brother. Yeah, he told me that, like, in the, before the first before the first commercial break, that his brother <laughs> ran away. Why did you tell me? You know what? I don't know. I was getting ready for Carson. I I wasn't thinking. Oh no, this is CBS. 
they do do a little snapping at each other in this scene, and and we almost had the opportunity to have some emotion. Well, because are they dating now? Who's I mean, are they seeing each other, Daniel and Katie? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, Batman logo. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's for some Canadian punk band. Like there's shots in New York, and then there's shots where I'm sure it's not. Yeah, look how many cabs there were back then. No Ubers. Oh, follow that cab. Manhattan really does still have the appearance, just not as many cabs, but there's enough. Like instead of eight, there's only seven, but there's only five. You know, it's still prominent. And you do step onto the street, put your hands up. It's quicker than an Uber. Oh, there they are. Uh, Stare at them while you can, folks. Uh, the Twin Towers. Yes. Uh, now it's going to be wonder- 20 more years they're going to stand here. No, isn't one... Uh, Look at the parking spot! I love it. Just right leave it right the there. Right, park, right in front of the tower. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. They have NYP. Yeah, perfect they have, spot. They have NYP plates. They're from New York Press. They can park now, anywhere. I went here with a co-worker from Pakistan, and he was making the joke, I not terrorist. It was 1999, and the terrorist uh, bombing had happened in the basement. In the with basement. The cars. Yeah. yeah. So we thought it was funny. Who knew? Oh, by the way, when you get into this elevator, you do feel your stomach, you know, butterflies. You do feel like there is nothing. Roof closed. Yeah. You see that sign? Yeah. That means the roof is closed. Right. That it's means there's only one tower you could go into, right? As a tourist, it's not open to the public. Both no, the there's towers. only one tower you can go to. Right. The roof, the roof, the roof is closed. We don't give a damn. Let the motherfucker be closed. Because Gorgons and Gylalex is and Gylalax. Gylalax was a. I, I remember catching that was a rare Pokemon. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, that'll be fifteen dollars ahead. Yeah. All right, uh, All we right. like him, but he'll come yeah. down. <laughs> excuse, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Excuse me, businessman from the eighties. See, like in this scene, like they should be like rushing through, pushing right. people over. We've got to save him. Hey, get out! Hey, I'm Mr. Wall Street. Don't you can't do that to me. Right. Oh, it's so sad. I Well, he's not down here. Let's go back up. It's a dumb right. thing in the film. We'll go up, then we'll go down, and we'll go up. There, yeah, he is. there he is. And he can't hear us, even though he's right there. It's a good thing we came to no school trip day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier. It's a lot, lot less crowded. All these escalators. A lot of people coming and going. Look, the line stops when they're done with the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no one else going to the escalator. I'm taking oh, going up. System. Where's he going? Where do you think? He's going down or up. Thank God we found an escalator. Elevator. Oh, it's filled up. It must have every floor. Finally. Oh, not more people. They get on before they let the people out. That's that's New York City for you, right? Well, they're all going up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, right. 80, they 90th floor. Oh, can this building be any shorter? 
Finally. That's only open to the public on one tower. Oh, yeah, the line. Ticket? I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> Roof Whoa, closed. No closed. one's going to allow to go. Hey, there he is, dumbass. Dumbass. Now we'll hear the alarm. Okay. Right, there's the alarm. There's no security. The door isn't locked. It breaks my heart. I remember the observatory. Well, this is not an escalator. It's stairs. Oh, this is the businessman escalator, which makes the working man walk up the flight of stairs. We don't spend our electricity on you workers. Yeah, look at this. Holy shit. Yeah, now you should be on the other side of this fence, perilously heading to the edge. There's a, I don't know if you noticed, there's a continuity gap. There's a, you can see a Frenchman on the other building about <laughs> to throw a rope over with a big, uh, what do you call that pole? The pole. But is this how did they shoot this? Tom Hanks was not climbing over the let's listen because he breaks down. Oh, this is the best scene. Look at this. He's an actor. DJ, what do I do here? Dave, why can't I remember? I don't know. Is that good acting or stupid acting? No, it's great acting. He, he changed. He, uh, you actually believe he, uh, he went through that experience. Yeah. And it's grounded. His voice is grounded. Well, it's whiny. Right. Uh, group hug. This is going to be the one photo in the back of a DVD cover selling this movie. Look at the director. Pushing yeah, it. and commercial. Oh, wait. Now, this is suddenly a voiceover by the... I don't uh, know how good it feels to be finally writing my novel. Writing your yeah, novel. Katie, <laughs> how loud are they talking that they could hear it outside the car? Yeah. <laughs> And I was so, scared, but I'm not scared. Did anymore. you know Katie was a novelist? Maybe Nora Roberts, uh, Jaffe in, in uh, Proxy. Did you realize that she was trying to write a novel? So she's going to write the book, Mazes and Monsters. And she's going to narrate the end of this documentary, even, uh, documentary, this documentary, even though <laughs> she wasn't the narrator up front. Right. We haven't had that the whole thing. Now right. we're doing an epilogue. It all began when my friend JJ went to his fancy home. It's gonna be okay. Maybe he'll be back next semester. Right. So okay. So he's he's taken off the bench. He's done. They, yeah. They, yeah. And he's back home. And home is this place right here, in I don't know, uh, Equestrian County. I guess it's New York State. I don't know. Could be Canada. There's Drinky Mom. She's so drunk she doesn't have a glass of wine in her hand in the scene. That's how drunk she is. <laughs> she doesn't need it. She's already doused. Right. Oh, hi. I oh, hi. Your breath right. Phone. I recognize you for the phone. You smell great. With Don't light a match around her breath. 
that water pup stay away okay he's great he's by our private lake i want you guys to know because you weren't even thinking of it that i don't blame you for dragging my son back into the game that's the weird thing like in the beginning of the movie the audience we find out that he previously had a bad D game and that's what he told his mom not to do it yeah. i don't think these characters even know so right. at the end of the movie for the audience's sakes he says i don't blame you you didn't know they didn't know the characters didn't know we know so for the story it ties up nicely but okay there was no tension there like you know don't let him play that game you know then later on i told you not to i'm not mad i don't know i think yeah it, it now, is what it is and i understand that it's a tv movie i just think there were a few missed opportunities and i think i've beaten this horse to, horse to death these kids should realize something's wrong when they went by rod sterling setting up a shoot <laughs> so it now is. their smiles yeah, drop because they realize it around is you feel like you have been restored to the living Whoever did that is a great. He thinks he's Freelick, who you remember died because he didn't use his sonar or something. Right. Like yeah. Now, so he's, many yeah. people charge for their licks, but no, no, this guy, Freelick. I think that's a good way to end this movie. All right. So they realize he's he's still in, nothing's really changed except he has, he's home. But they'd love him. And they want to be with him, so they're yeah. going to spend the rest of the afternoon with him. And then we'll hear a voiceover from her finishing up her novel. Oh, yeah. Here's my bloody knife from the crime I got away with. Well, that's the coin. Like, every night he pays the innkeeper for the night's stay. And in the morning, the coin's back in his... Right. It's the eternal coin or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It's his mom saying free, essentially. Well, you know, we don't hear the mom saying he thinks he's paying for this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and then nice lake, nice man-made pond. They're talking about the enchanted forest and there's some there. Right. So whatever, they, they drove all this way. They're not going to leave them. Well, they play along and they go on one last adventure i think it was right well on the voiceover i'm only playing this so i can hear the voiceover yeah daniel look now he's, he's like, changed he parts I his hair master maze master what is it maze controller. controller controller you're not a master you control you don't mask you control right it's not a dudge it's a, a maze you enter I. I. He doesn't I. say I. He's the maze controller. Hey, listen, he's a great actor. This is the reason why he was so successful in soap opera. <laughs> you feel the emotion in that. And then I they all walk to the bottom of the lake. I haven't been beyond this ridge, but the paths to the forest. God, it's so loud. And so. Here we go. We played the game again. And so. One last time. As I was saying, what? And so we played the game until the sun began to set. Bittersweet. All the monsters were dead. Yeah. Or is it? Bittersweet. 
Oh, it's the end of season one of Mike Spiegelman's new streaming terror, the movie remake of. Oh, wait, wait. So she gets a credit. And uh, one interesting thing is that Tom McScarrett, or whatever the guy's name is, who produced it. Yeah. His production company, and you'll see here, see Hagwood. Yeah. Party. Title song. They're friends in this world that play DND. <laughs> Eminem. Bill, David Graham, who casted Tom Hanks. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, whoop I he was a yuggo. His show was just got kicked off the air after 38 episodes, and I thought, why don't I try? So, McDermott Company. It's owned by, and you'll see it in the credit, Procter and Gamble Productions. Wow. So talk about soap opera. Talk yeah. about something, some product to sell soap. This is it. See, look, a production of McDermott Productions in association with Procter and Gamble Productions. So flat out, it's out to sell shit, you know. Now, Procter and Gamble has a controversy with satanic symbol on its products. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So the course they do Dragon supporters and a Girl. bittersweet ending. What you think of this movie? I thought it was okay. I thought it was flat. I think it was interesting to see New York at that time. Interesting to see Tom Hanks in a sort of junior, you know, place in his career. Right. It was, uh, it was worth watching. It was okay. I, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean. I do remember that moment because I was a huge Bosom Buddies fan, and I've always been a fan of Tom Hanks. Uh, and afford him privacy, I think, is what the best thing. I don't really care, but he uh, he was funny, and in this movie, he really kind of adds to it. And I have to give it up to Wendy Carlson, the who uh -huh. played Katie too. I think she really made this film happen, and the other two were great in it. And uh, but I I remember it being a thing, so it was cool to see again. Yeah, but I don't. It's a completest thing. If you want to see this Tom Hanks movie, you're not going to be disappointed, but you don't have right. to. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I had mentioned next week's movie. Oh, we have one chosen? Yes, we have one chosen, Carl. And I brought it up in the movie. It's Skullduggery from 1982. Wendy uh, Carlson also uh, appeared in another d Trailer, movie. Skullduggery, 1982. I got to write trailer because I don't see one. Uh, uh... The 1970 Skullduggery no. theatrical trailer. 1983, 82. Okay, let me. Oh, I did put that in. Oh, uh, yeah. There, well, no, I guess this is probably the full movie. It's an hour 30. It's a full movie. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's not supposed to be good, Carl. It's supposed to be really, really bad. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, I mean, like. The description in IMDb is Adam starts killing a bunch of people for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. That's the plot synopsis. Uh, it's not good. But, hey. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll see it's it. It's so bad. There's no trailer. Well, wait. I think I hear a trailer. I'm going to go ahead. Speaking with closing credit. Three, two, one. Carl Lorimar presents. Rattling of 20-sided dice. Wait, wait, wait. You're doing a trailer for the next film? Yes, yeah, Skullduggery. It's also a Dungeons & Dragons film? It is. And it also stars Katie. And he works at a store with Adam. Okay. They play D&D &D after hours. And he starts killing people. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. The trailer. 
There are the skulls, but don't dig. Do you dare dig the skulls? No, it's skullduggery. Rated R. Rated R. I need skulls, man. Carl Lorimar picture presents skullduggery. Did he say skullduggery? What's skullduggery? Quick, get a dictionary. Is, yeah, right. Is it really the same company? No, Carl? it's not. Oh, okay. I just, okay. Wanted, I just want to give a shout out before we wrap up. We're wrapping up. So come join us next week. Next Sunday, we'll be watching Skullduggery, uh, also starring Katie uh, from Mazes and Monsters uh, from 82. We'll be watching her next film, which is also D&D. Carl, I'm on I, the case. All right. Yeah. And uh, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our podcast and also uh, check out Mutiny Radio. Uh, there'll be some shows coming up uh, at 8 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow there's a, a live comedy show. So it's all on our website. Carl, thanks so much. Audience, thank, thank you so you. much. We'll see you guys next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French noodles, Chinese noodles, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Don't stop the clock. I started watching the walking videos during the first lockdown. The initial fascination was the empty streets. Normally busy areas like Piccadilly Circus or the South Bank completely empty of the life that used to fill them. When the lockdowns began to lift, the attraction was in watching people returning to those same streets. And now, it's in the opportunity to witness street life in all corners of the globe. London, yes, but also New York, Tokyo, Barcelona, Seoul. These days, you name pretty much any city, and someone in it will have strapped a GoPro to themselves and took to the streets. I just tried it for Lagos, Nigeria, and sure enough, yep, someone's done it. Buenos Aires? You got it. Want to walk alongside the Ganges in Varanasi? You can. It isn't just the great world cities, either. If you want, you can take a virtual walk around Macclesfield, or Yeovil, or Halifax, whether in Yorkshire or Nova Scotia. 
You can even have a look around my manor in Newcastle upon Tyne, if you like. Why, today, of all days, am I writing about the walking video? Well, partly because it seemed appropriate given Saturday's entry on my blog, Wrestling Emily Dickinson, which concerned a video someone had taken walking part of the length of The Queue, which snaked from Westminster Hall all the way to Southwark. And partly because these videos tell us a truth about city life which we won't see in footage on the news of London today, with the normal business of city life stilled this time not because of a virus that threatens all humanity, but in order to cosset the grief of a single absurdly powerful family, the normally active, milling crowds replaced with a passive audience watching a single coffin be escorted to Westminster Abbey. And I don't use the word cosset lightly. One of the most heartening things about watching someone walk part of the length of the queue on Saturday was watching as it got away from the display of roided-up security theatre in Westminster and started snaking along the opposite side of the river, where all the usual overpriced bars and allegedly artisanal food trucks were still hawking their wares, and where people outside of the queue were enjoying the riverside as they would on any other sunny summer night on the South Bank. And that is one of the lessons about grief I learned from having to watch all the Jubilee celebrations going on while I was mourning the death of my mother back in May. It's what every normal person who grieves has to deal with. The outsized popularity of Auden's Funeral Blues is owed mostly to its inclusion in Four Weddings and a Funeral, but there is a reason Richard Curtis chose it for that film. Nothing is more human than the urge to stop the world from turning in our grief. That urge is understandable, but it is also right and proper that the world frustrates the urge. Life does go on. As Auden observed in his better, far less lachrymose Musée de Beaux-Arts, the greatest truth about our personal suffering is that it happens while others are eating or opening a window or just walking dully along, and that even those who are witness to the tragedy, such as in the painting by Bruegel to which Auden refers, the expensive delicate ship that must have seen something amazing, a boy falling out of the sky, or, one thinks, a queue of people stretching from Parliament to Southwark Park, have somewhere to get to and sail calmly on. Unless those who happen to be grieving happen also to have the surname Windsor. There are lots of things I object to about the monarchy. They are an institution which represents the worst evils in the world and are personally guilty of many of those evils themselves. They are the beneficiaries of privilege, private law, in its most literal sense. Elizabeth Windsor interfered in over 1,000 laws to prevent them affecting her via the Queen's consent process. A lot of that interference was motivated by a desire to protect her wealth, a protection she very generously extends to her friends among the ultra-wealthy, like that nice Mr. Epstein, 
via the network of Crown Dependencies, aka tax havens or secrecy jurisdictions, over which she, until very recently, presided, and over which her son, Charles, now presides. But another thing I object to about the institution of the monarchy is how badly it deforms the people who belong to it. We are going to see a lot of evidence of how deformed, psychologically, those people can get in the reign of Charles Windsor, if his inability to tolerate leaky pens is any indication. And one of the reasons why they become so warped as individuals is because of days like today, when, uniquely of all families in the UK, of all families in the world, the Windsors are allowed to do the very things Auden's funereal poem lists as examples of the absurd and overreaching desires of grief, and to bring a stop to the business of ordinary ongoing life he writes about in Musée de Beaux-Arts. The traffic policemen may not quite wear black cotton gloves, but they are out in force on the streets of the capital today along with members of every branch of the armed services and, no doubt, many plainclothes SIS operatives, all acting in concert to ensure no peal of mocking laughter or cry of accusation is allowed to spoil the officially mandated national mood. The shops are shut, with a few noble exceptions. I shan't name the branch of Subway, which was my only option this morning, for fear of sending royalist reprisals their way, but I am pathetically grateful in the way only a fat person in receipt of a greasy breakfast can be that they chose to stay open. Roads are closed, and radio stations are strictly adhering to the two mandated playlists of Mood 1, Sad Music, and Mood 2, Saddest Music. Every news broadcaster local to this country, and even Al Jazeera English, who are usually my go-to when the rest of the news is full of royal weddings, broadcast the funeral. The most important of grief's lessons is that the world doesn't share in your grief. That is something which those in the queue who were grieving, as opposed to those who came out to gawp in the tradition of the London mob, were brought face to face with on Saturday night. That is something I had to face up to when I sat outside a pub in Tynemouth, covered in jubilee bunting, crying over the death of my mother. And it's a lesson which heaven and earth will be moved to protect our pampered royals, and you do not live to 96 without some heavy pampering, whatever sycophants might say about the late Mrs. Windsor's selfless service, from ever having to learn. Musée de Beaux-Arts. About suffering, they were never wrong, the old masters. How well they understood its human position. How it takes place while someone else is eating or opening a window or just walking dully along. How when the aged are reverently, passionately waiting for the miraculous birth, there always must be children who did not specially want it to happen skating on a pond at the edge of the wood. They never forgot that even the dreadful martyrdom must run its course anyhow in a corner, some untidy spot, where the dogs go on with their doggy life, and the torturer's horse scratches its innocent behind on a tree. In Bruegel's Icarus, for instance, 
how everything turns away quite leisurely from the disaster. The plowman may have heard the splash, the forsaken cry, but for him it was not an important failure. The sun shone as it had to on the white legs disappearing into the green water, and the expensive delicate ship that must have seen something amazing, a boy falling out of the sky, had somewhere to get to, and sailed calmly on. Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Yep, it's um, it's Tuesday. It is. I've checked the calendar. It's Tuesday. It's six o'clock. It's it's time for Bug House Square. Hey, welcome. Have you seen that vigilante Hey, this week on Buckhouse Square, I've uh, I got no themes, man. After last week, God, that was man. If you missed that show, go back and do it. That that was uh, awesome. That was a 45 show. That um, I'm gonna find that person that I got those records from and thank them. And, uh, but uh, yeah, that they're not saying that uh, tonight's not gonna be good because it is. I've got uh, a nice chunk of records. Not much to talk about. Uh, there's plenty of things to talk about, but yeah, we'll see. And that's it. So thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Bug Out Square and Mutiny Radio. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that a vigilante man. Vigilante man, why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? 
Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
people, let Pharaoh go. You don't need him. You don't need his tricks. You don't need his trinkets. Let Pharaoh go. Pharaoh doesn't want you, but he needs you. My people, let Pharaoh go. Without you, there is no Pharaoh. So all you have to do to let him go is let him go. Just wake up tomorrow morning and say bye. a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down and the flames went higher and it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire the ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. The taste of love is sweet. When hearts like ours meet, I fell for you like a child. The fire went wild. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire, the ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire
A lot of poor men make a five-dollar bill But keep him happy all the time Some of the fellas making nothing at all And you can hear him cry Can I go, buddy? Can I go down? Take your ship down the mine Gotta get down to the Cumberland mine Spend my time Make good money, five dollars a day Made any more, I might move away A lot of poor men got to come and lose He can't win for losing to walk the line just to pay his union dues. I don't know now, I just don't know if I'm going back again. I don't know now, I just don't know if I'm going back again. I don't know now, I just don't know if I'm going back again. Yeah. 
sidewalk Someone said he stumbled and he fell Six squad cars came screaming to the rescue In the switching yard, night time. In the switching yard, night time. In the switching yard, night time. In the switching yard, get it out on my main line. Listen to the rhythm of the train go by. Get it out on the main line. Listen to the rhythm of the train. In 
the switching yard. Night time in the switching yard. Night time in the switching yard. Night time in the switching yard.
Cause they dance so rhythmically, crying and singing, having a time. Gee, that you cold pain, you look fine, you gotta put on your sailing shoes, put on your sailing shoes, everyone
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly, when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase the taste of wild boar's blood.
I was just leaving the theater. Black block. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar, the dark Garth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Promotions go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you, San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madame Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio, 28 shows all week. Get your tickets at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. See you, or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th.
announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breck. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, 
Crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylist jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.